Hey everybody, my name is Kyla. Welcome to my channel where I talk about the stock market and the economy amongst other things. I am in the middle of moving still. There's some bowls on my shelves and those do not belong there. But today I want to talk about the cost of childcare in the United States. This is becoming an increasingly important conversation because federal funding for childcare is drying up, meaning that people are not able to afford childcare anymore. The federal level of affordability is 7% of household income. That's how much you should be paying for your childcare in order for it to be affordable. But many families are paying well above that, with the average wage family in the United States paying about 23% of their income towards childcare. And of course, there's a lot of other issues with this, and I'll talk about all that and more in the video, but we're also in the middle of a housing crisis. And so when you have a childcare crisis and a housing crisis combined, it creates a lot of issues for working class families, for all families, of course. So I'm going to talk about some of the statistics behind childcare, the pressure that it puts on parents, as well as the childcare workers, and then some potential policy solutions that could be put in place to make sure that our kids are okay for the future. Just to dive into the statistics, in 2020, 57% of working families spent more than $10,000 a year on childcare. 51% of Americans live in communities that are classified as childcare deserts, meaning that it's really hard to find accessible and affordable childcare, similar to a food desert where it's really tough to find accessible and affordable food. Two-income American households with children spend at least 10% of their income on childcare, and it's getting worse and worse. 58 percent of working parents rely on child care centers so there's 6.38 million parents that around the country that are relying on these centers to take care of their babies and of course the child care industry is huge it's a 60 billion dollar industry and then there's economic losses associated with it as well 21 billion in lost tax revenue 23 billion in lost business revenue and 78 billion in lost individual earnings because parents can't find accessible and affordable childcare, so they end up dropping out of the labor force. So one thing that we saw a lot of during the pandemic was moms re-entering the labor force because they were able to work from home and still take care of their babies at the same time. Now with some pressures of return to the office and other things like that, it's becoming more and more difficult for them to do all the things that they need to do as a working mother or a working father or a working parent in general. So it's becoming more and more difficult to number one, afford childcare, and then more and more difficult to drop out of the labor force in order to take care of your kids. So it's a double-edged sword. But the big issue with childcare right now, as I talked about in the beginning of the video, is that there's $24 billion in childcare stimulus about to run out. And this is not good. It's a grave threat to the childcare industry and to our children. 70,000 childcare centers, like I talked about, could close. That's equivalent to one in three centers. That's a lot of centers shutting down because of a lack of federal funding. 3.2 million kids could lose care, $10 billion in lost economic activity. And part of the issue here is regulation and then inflation. So with childcare, there's no economies of scales. Like you can't go and be more productive to take care of kids. Like most cities and states have regulations around one worker can take care of six kids and that's it. You have to have two workers if you have more than six kids because of the, the federal regulations that are in place in order to protect these children and make sure that they're you know, in an enriched environment. But daycare and preschool fees have surged by 6%, which is double the overall inflation rate of 3.2%. Part of the reason that they got so expensive is because labor costs have become so expensive, but also housing costs because rents have gotten so expensive. So Derek Thompson tweeted out the other day talking about New York City, how expensive it's become for parents in New York City to afford childcare. New York City rent, 
exorbitantly expensive. <laughs> hey everyone, it's Editing Kyla. So one thing that I didn't talk about in this video was a quarter of childcare workers that are in poverty. I really focused more on the parents, but the childcare workers are also the trash truck right outside, of course, naturally. This is infrastructure though, so I'm gonna leave it in the video. But the, the childcare workers can't afford their work like they can't afford to do the jobs that they need to do and in the video i focus really on the parents but this is also a huge issue we don't pay these people enough even though childcare is so expensive because of all the other costs associated with it also kids are struggling so the child poverty rate rose from an all-time low 5.2 percent in 2021 to 12.4 percent in 2022 because federal funding programs ended similar to what has impacted the childcare industry so we just really need federal funding this is the largest year-over-year -year increase in child poverty 140% increase 2021 to 2022 shouldn't be happening should not be happening back to the video but also labor costs in new york are exorbitantly expensive as well so in 2022 child care costs accounted for 23% of the income for average wage families a significant increase from 12% in 2021 so it's becoming more and more expensive and this federal level of affordability is 7% of income and only Louisiana meets that level in terms of having accessible childcare. And the United States bears the highest childcare costs in the world and they spend the least on the kids pre-kindergarten. They really don't invest in daycares or universal pre-K or anything like that. We just sort of let parents wing it until the kids enter kindergarten and then there's a way for them to enter public schools, which is what I did. But pre that, you really have to figure stuff out. You have, And if you have multiple kids, it's super, super expensive. So there's a chart that shows the average monthly cost of childcare for an infant and a toddler. It gets less expensive as the kid ages because they require a little bit less intensive care, like you don't have to be changing diapers and things like that. So in New York, it costs $2,000 a month on average for an infant and a toddler. Florida, $1,200 a month. And this is super expensive. Like. That's rent in a lot of places, and that's what you have to spend on making sure that your kids are taken care of. There was a lot of conversation on Twitter around childcare and how do we improve it, and someone pointed out that there's a trilemma because childcare is so complex. You have to make sure that people don't spend a ton of their money on childcare to make sure that they don't have to spend their entire income on making sure their kids are well taken care of, spending less than 70% of their income. You also have to make sure that childcare workers have incomes that are comparable to household incomes, the average household income, and then you have to maintain this low worker to child ratio for young children. So the thing is you can't like have all three of those pretty easily because either the parent has to spend more, either the worker has to work less, or there has to be more kids per worker you have to distribute costs, right? Like you have to have taxation. You could tax everyone to subsidize the care for the future of our country. If you distribute these costs, that could help a lot. And it's not like daycares are out here, you know, making a bunch of money. Daycare margins are super low, around 15%. It's not like these places are running a huge profit center and it's not like they're scraping everybody for every last dollar. They're just trying to get by. And there's a lot of stories. The Washington Post did a really excellent article profiling some daycare workers and how they were struggling. Because you know, you have to make sure that the kids are well taken care of and that can be super difficult. There isn't a lot of productivity growth in daycares. Like it's not like you can just go and scale it out and automate it away um, because these are kids. And right now we don't have robot nannies like they have in the Jetsons. So the labor share of costs remains high and there's not a lot of options outside of making sure that
Um, there's a man outside my window right now actually yelling about taxpayers, so he gets it. But, I, you know, with daycare workers, they're this informal side of the economy, as Arpit Gupta was saying, and they're subject to low productivity growth. So labor share costs remain really high because there isn't a way to have economies of scale. Like, there's not a way to make a daycare more efficient, <laughs> even though I'm sure somebody's going to try that soon. Regulation forcing caregiver to child ratios will increase costs without affecting wages. And this is unpopular for some reason. There should be policy in place to take care of kids. There should be large subsidies for the future of our world, in my opinion, because, you know, these are 3.2 million kids could lose care, $10 billion in lost economic activity. We're already short 3.6 million slots. Daycare, preschool fees, risen 6%, as I talked about. Childcare is super hard in the United States and it's the most expensive in the world. And when we think about the future of the United States, like they are the future of the United States. And so they're probably one of the most important things that we could invest in is making sure that parents have access to quality and affordable childcare. And of course, I'm saying things that pretty much everybody already knows and a lot of people already agree with, but it's a really interesting economic problem because you can't make it more efficient. You can't make it cheaper if housing becomes more expensive. And that's the issue is like everything has become more expensive. And so childcare has been hit by this double whammy where all of a sudden, you know, everything is more expensive and the parents are paying a whole lot more, but the workers are not being paid that much more. They're just barely getting by. And partially it's because of regulation, partially it's because of the lack of economies of scale, and then partially it's just because like there's certain things that you have to do to make sure the kids are okay, and that doesn't always translate to efficiency. Most people are like, well, why don't we just do what we do for public education? You know, kids 5 to 18 get free education. Why don't we just do it for them? And that's a really good point. But part of the reason that childcare has become so expensive now is because housing has become so expensive, because rent has become ex so expensive, because labor costs in general have become so expensive, but that doesn't translate over for childcare because of the economies of scale, because of the efficiencies, because of the regulations. And so a lot of parents are being impacted by this and it's impacting a lot of people's decision to have children. And that's something that we're going to have to reckon with over the next coming years is the cost of housing and the cost of having kids requires policy. And it's really tough when the conclusion of a video is this requires policy to fix because the biggest thing to do then is to vote and advocate and it's not like you can just go and fix it yourself, which would be crazy if you could. If you can, you should. But instead it's just sitting back and being like, okay, we just have to make sure that we're enacting the right policies and that decision makers are doing the right things. And an interesting thing about Bidenomics that Catherine Rample was talking about was Bidenomics has really gone after the manufacturing sector. They're like, we're gonna fix the manufacturing sector. And a lot of people don't feel that. <laughs> like, they're just like, I don't think Biden has done anything because a lot of the concentration and the marketing of his policies has been in the manufacturing sector. When we also have, you know, this housing crisis going on, this childcare crisis going on. So people are like, I don't, what, what has he done? I was on a bike ride with somebody this weekend who was like, I don't know what this man has done for me. Like, and that's, I think the issue with policy in general is that it can get so tunnel visioned, even though of course the IIJA and the IRA were both broad sweeping, but now we're running out of federal funding for these kids, $20 billion up in the air and a simple thing to do would be to like, hey, these kids are our future. Let's fix it. Let's make it right. Um, let's make sure we have a future. 
because these kids are literally all we have, right? They are everything and they should be everything to us. And a lot of people will argue and say, that's not my kids, I don't wanna pay for it. It's like, dude, you live in a capitalist society, man. Like, I get that American individualism, which I've talked about a lot about, is really strong and heavy handed. And there's a lot of anger and frustration and wishing that like you could just kind of live in a silo, but you don't, right? Like. Taxation is important because it pays for everything around us, like public utilities, transportation networks, infrastructure, and childcare should be considered within that as well. But it's not because it's a little political. But that's what's going on with childcare and the downstream effects of that could be highly consequential if we don't get it sorted soon. So thanks so much for hanging out. Thanks so much for spending time with me. Um, yeah, I hope that you all are doing okay and I'll talk to you very soon. If you want to go ahead and hit subscribe, share with a friend, really helps. And yeah.